0: Essays for King Jesus an Anabaptist Perspectives podcast The audio essays on this channel come from our blog which you can access in written form at essaysforkingjesus.org
1: Recovery and Healing Resources for Sexual Abuse written by Amos Esh, transcribed by Chester Weaver narrated by Benjamin Good How does one recover from abuse? What could be a truly healing process? 1. Finding hope by facing the truth. 2. End denial and admit that abuse happened. 3. Tell one's story without minimizing the damage. The damage is great and severe. 4. The unlikely route to joy is honesty, repentance of self-protection, and bold love. 5. Abused victims frequently move into heavy denial, as if a thick wall or heavy bulwark surrounded them. They must embrace no more isolation, no more denial, and find ways to move into honesty and openness. Psalm 23 verse 4 mentions that we can walk through the valley of the shadow of death by means of suffering, but we have possibilities of meeting God at a new level when we embrace our pain and suffering. The foundation for change includes the journey similar to the prodigal son, embracing the Spirit of God, the Word of God, and the people of God. Daily there are ways we must face the visible and invisible battles. Surrender to God in the circumstances and in the damage of our emotional turmoil and pain is so freeing. Jesus was a victim of much abuse, turmoil, and pain. He suffered unimaginable crimes against himself. He was shamed. Isolated, bleeding, and felt forsaken by God. Mark 15, verse 34. We can find joy by pursuing love. When victims are changed through the process of honesty, surrender, and forgiveness, and a restored trust in God, they will over time experience a desire to love others as God has loved them. Isaiah 53 defines for us two sides of the cross. In verses 3 and 4, Our Lord was despised and forsaken, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, and we hid our faces from him. He bore our griefs and carried our sorrows, while we esteemed him smitten of God and afflicted. So he carried our griefs and the sins which others have committed against us. In verse 5 he mentions our own sins, not just the sins of others against us. He was pierced for our transgressions and was crushed for our iniquities, and the chastisement for our well-being fell upon him. By his scourging, we are healed. The sins which we have committed are on the other side of the cross. The remedy is certainly the cross. If we are interested in total healing, we will pursue more information about abuse, recovery, and healing. Another healing action is to write a journal wherein should be recorded memories, feelings, and events. Find ways to talk to others who have experience in working with abuse victims. Don't try to walk the journey all by yourself. There is a little 32-page booklet entitled When Trust is Lost, Healing for Victims of Sexual Abuse that is written by Radio Bible Class and can be ordered free of charge. Their website is rbc.org. Another place to get help is with The Conqueror Series on the website conquerorseries.com. What will pastors use to fight pornography and sexual perversions? The Conqueror series can help pastors to address the problem by giving them a high-quality curriculum and study guide, which can be used by leaders of small men's group meetings. Pornography is really a tough subject for pastors to openly confront. This series will give them confidence that they can restore men using proven, Bible-based principles. Next, I would like to comment briefly on helping perpetrators. There is help for both victims and perpetrators— Of course, the previous comments about pornography can help in working with perpetrators. Often perpetrators come from some abusive background. Sometimes there is a lot of rigid, moralistic, religious upbringing without a good balance of bonding love and closeness. Perpetrators often experience failures in growing up, including such experiences as low self-esteem, isolation, and alienation from others. They can experience a low awareness of feelings, sexual preoccupation, fantasy, poor sleeping habits, an inappropriate relationship with a victim, along with unrealistic expectations upon oneself and others. The type of inappropriate sexual behavior used by perpetrators often include incidental fondling, planning and grooming, as well as extensive fondling, use of pornography, and exhibitionism. Farm boys often see the animals mate. Frequently, a perpetrator grows up in a home where there has been a father who has neglected or abandoned bonding with his sons and daughters. Angry fathers, abusive fathers, authoritarian fathers, arrogant fathers, and absent fathers can all encourage perpetrators. At a seminar some time ago, we talked about the A's of effective fathers, which include fathers who are attentive, affirming, adoring, assertive, authentic, affectionate, awesome and amazing. One of the best ways to deal with sexual perversions are fathers which are actively involved and engaged with their children. Find places and ways where you can participate in weekend seminars on parenting, father-daughter and father-son relationship activities. In this article, we have attempted to define what sexual abuse is, what the Bible says about it and what our society and laws say about it. We have looked at shame and guilt finding joy by honesty and repentance, forgiveness and bold love, and discussed Isaiah 53, which portrays Christ bearing the sins which have been committed against us and our own sins against God and others. Places to get help have been mentioned. We have looked at some of the details which tend to create perpetrators. Hopefully, the reader or listener can find somewhere to get help in his or her own journey of sexual purity, help for one's offspring, and help for those being ministered to. Amos Esch is originally from Pennsylvania. An early life call to missions and the U.S. draft Conscientious objector Program made it possible in 1965 for Amos, and the following year for his wife Verna, to join the mission efforts in northwestern Ontario, Canada. The first seven years were with Northern Light Gospel Missions, Since 1972, they have served with northern youth programs. Amos has a master's degree in biblical counseling. Even though currently semi-retired, he stays engaged in pastoral counseling and teaching training workshops among the Cree and Ojibwe peoples of the region. One of the workshops is for healing and hope for those who have been sexually abused. Thank you for listening to this episode of Essays for King Jesus
0: by Anabaptist Perspectives. For more media resources, or to support our work, visit EssaysForKingJesus.org or AnabaptistPerspectives.org. Thank you for listening to Anabaptist Perspectives. Your listening and sharing this with friends helps more people find our episodes. A special thanks to all of you who support Anabaptist Perspectives financially. We are here because of you. If you haven't had the chance to give yet this year, would you consider making a year-end donation? You can donate on our website or by check. Thank you so much for listening and supporting Anabaptist Perspectives.